Welcome back to another edition of the Triple Option Podcast. We are doing episode four. We will recap of uh, the weekend. We'll have our biggest winners of the week as well as the biggest losers of the week. Our triple option uh, wager loser. We also have another uh, top games of the week prediction. We're going to try and do our Super Bowl predictions and another what is you doing? guys what's up episode four how's it going up here we are after week one of college football yeah yeah let's recap anything y'all liked anything you disliked what game you want to bring up i liked football (laughs) (laughs) i think we all enjoyed the football i really enjoyed the clemson georgia tech game thursday trevor lawrence he supposed to be the heisman front runner i thought he was kind of average i think he threw for 120 70 yards roughly, one touchdown, a couple interceptions. Uh, the real star was Travis Etienne. He he was a good good player last year, and he showed he's a good player this year as well, and I think he just kind of carried the team you know, over 200 yards and three touchdowns. You know, I, I didn't get to watch that game, but I, I thought kind of from last year that they're talking about Trevor Lawrence as being a Heisman candidate. I really think Etienne is probably up there uh, maybe even before him. I mean, he, he just he's a star. In the making, and they have such good offensive line and, and great playmaking. Get him in space. I really think he he's going to be up there in the Heisman candidate uh, before Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I was glad to see him shine because I thought he was always a really good player. And the whole game, or even before the game, everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence. But there's more to Clemson than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with uh, Trevor Lawrence's performance. Uh, thought it was actually pretty poor. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get to see it too much, like I said, but. Everybody was so focused. I mean, the last game you saw of the college season was him playing amazing against Alabama. I mean, he, he played so good in that game. And you forget that he was just a freshman and, and he had a great game. So he may not be as good as we just remember him from that last game. I think a lot of people forget about his wide receivers as well. Yeah, I, I think that I saw a lot of short passes out of him. I, I thought he might air it out a little bit more. But at the same time, they have a big game against Texas A&M this coming week. And maybe they didn't want to show the playbook. I don't know. We will. We will get into that game. You know, I, I'm, I, the main game that I watched this weekend had to be the Oregon Auburn game. It was a lot of fun. Another to watch. Heisman candidate, Bo Nix. <laughs> wow, <laughs> He's a star in the making. It, I'm sure it just, of it. It just rhymes with Bo Nix throws picks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and there was quite a few of them against a subpar Oregon defense. You know, you say that. I, for a freshman in his first game and a big stage, I really thought he played pretty well. I mean, you know, Oregon. I, you know, I thought Oregon's defense wasn't even that bad. I thought for a start, he he looked decent. I mean, he wasn't great. Um, he got him the win, and it was kind of lucky. You could probably say that, but it was a lot of fun to watch for sure. I mean, I thought he was very pedestrian to be honest. He thirteen of thirty one, hundred and seventy seven yards passing. Two. He did have two touchdown passes, but he also had two interceptions. I thought he was making a lot of bad throws. And I think it was just very, a very deceiving performance. The last thing you see is him throw that touchdown pass. Uh, I will say it, it did appear that his offensive line didn't help him that much. No, not it, at all. It, yeah, it, it looked like Oregon got to him pretty quickly. So I will give him that. I think he did fine. I mean, he pulled out the he pulled out the winning touchdown. What they needed, they were pumped. It, it was it was a good game. I I actually enjoyed watching that game. A future NFL quarterback and a freshman out on the field getting the job done. Uh, Oregon came up short, but I think it was all Auburn's defense that, that got the job done and Bo Nix making the throw as he needed to. Yeah, I kind of think he did what they needed him to do. And, and you can't expect too much from him. And I guess what I saw from him is I can see him 
developing down the road into a good quarterback for them. He's he's I mean he's not amazing yet. He's not going to be amazing this year, but he can get the job done for him. I guess for me, what I saw and Herbert, I thought he was pretty good. They almost looked a little um, cautious there towards the end of the second half. Like they had that lead, and and all I saw were those little out routes, and I didn't see anything down the field. And I mean, he was on point with every one of those throws, but uh, you know, I wanted to see him throw it down the field, and I think that's that a little bit what lost them the game. They they didn't act like they were going down the field hard enough, and I know they Auburn's defensive line is probably part of that. Yeah, I can I can still see Auburn having, like you said, Chris, some issues with their middle linebackers and, and corners. Their defensive line is really stout, really good, but they do have some issues in the secondary. You know, you know, after that first couple drives where Oregon just flew through them, they were all over them. I mean, I felt like every time they caught those little out routes, Auburn was there to knock them down. They didn't let them get a whole lot of yards after the catch in, in general. They were running the ball fairly well at times, but it was fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end, I, I'm not sure if they just ran out of gas or if they stepped away from their game plan, but I think it's probably more of Auburn's defensive line wearing down on them. And uh, what did y'all think about Gus Malzahn's play calling that passed it in, instead of just kicking a field goal, throwing it in the end zone? Personally, I like the <laughs> I like going for it. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that I would have with a freshman quarterback in that big a situation. Especially with a kick, even though he did miss a field goal, he's him and his brother have time and time again been a clutch kicker, so pretty big deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it still would have been like a forty-four yard field goal, roughly. So, I mean, that that's not get, that's not a gimme. That's so no, I guess, but they did talk about him kicking like fifty-five yarders in in warmups, no problem. Even with more leg, they said he even had more on it. So I don't. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't mind the call. I mean, that was a good call. I mean, it's it was gutsy. And also, Oregon probably didn't expect it. They're thinking what we're thinking is you got a good quick kicker. We're not going to throw it down the field with this freshman quarterback. Might have caught him off guard. But it did look like Bo made the good read because it looked like it was a mix mix match with their very tall wide receiver and a and a very short safety. Yeah, and, and I felt like a couple times that night is. Uh, he threw it up for his tall receivers, and Oregon's DBs were playing a lot better than the tall receivers. So I don't know that I would have done it, but uh, you know he took the risk, and it paid off. He actually made a play on the ball. So good play by the receiver for sure. Yeah, it sounded like a, kind of like a Cinderella story. Uh, Patrick Nix pretty much made the – it kind of was like the same play to another wide receiver, and Bo Nix kind of the same play. It's kind of just a little Cinderella story, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big win for Auburn too because they have – probably one of the t- toughest schedules in the nation. And when you can get a win over a hard opponent like Oregon, that, that only helps them out, you know, for the rest of the season. You know, I, I watched a little bit last night of the uh, Louisville-Notre Dame game. And I was about to bring that up because that was, that was pretty fun to watch. Um, it, and was, I, it was fun to watch, but Notre Dame's defense looks like Swiss cheese. It There's holes awful. all over that place. Um, and, and the fumbles, good grief, the fumbles. I mean <laughs> – yeah, I I didn't watch all of it. You know, the first couple drives, I think both teams were just flying down the field, and this is a Louisville team that was terrible last year. And you know, I kind of think they're a little bit like UNC is is they have talent. I know that quarterback he was actually recruited to Mississippi State. Um, we were really hoping to get him, but yeah, they they could not hold on to the ball. Three consecutive fumbles. Three, I mean, back to back to back plays. There was a fumble. Just hold on to the ball. I mean, what are you what are you doing there? But yeah, it was it was Notre Dame is not going to be that great. <laughs> no, I think I, they, don't they have to play Georgia this year? That's going to be a beatdown if if they look anything like what they just looked against Louisville. Yeah, September twenty first they play Notre Dame. It, it's at is at Athens too, I believe. So yeah, I think that's that's going to be brutal. I think the big difference in Louisville from last year and this year is just really effort. I think they have pretty much the same same pieces. The defense was horrible last year, but this year they sh- they showed some effort. They got down a couple of touchdowns early in this game, and instead of giving up like they would have last year, they they fought back and at least made the game close. And it's just effort, and that that's uh, that's a good sign because, like Matt said, they have they have talent, and they you know they they should improve the rest of the season as long as they keep that effort up. I was just looking. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that they had uh, Peter Sermon as their defensive coordinator. And uh, he's the one that we traded 
to Louisville for Todd Grant, <laughs> the best trade ever made. He was awful, so bad. But yeah, they 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 played a lot better, and I think you're right. They had they had a lot of the same pieces, so they they played a lot better. But uh, Notre Dame was not impressive. Did y'all want to talk about the Alabama Duke game for a little bit? I know it's not much of a game, but is there anything y'all saw that y'all liked? I liked seeing the the two freshmen linebackers step up. Had a pretty good game. I think that that's going to give them a little more confidence. It was a, it was a close game uh, till half. I mean, till before, after half, right? Yeah, zero zero after the first quarter. Alabama had a couple suspensions on the offensive side of the ball that really showed. But at, at the end of the day, it, they they didn't. They I think I still think they dominated. I, it wasn't fifty plus like you would see normally, like from last year, but. Tua had 336 yards, four touchdowns, and Judy had 10 catches for 137 yards and a touchdown. I will say this. It gets to me every time I see Tua scramble and he has that football behind him just kind of out there. It There's going to be a time where a, de- a defensive, either defensive back, I don't know if a lineman's going to be quick enough to get him, but there's going to be somebody blitz. He's going to fumble the football quite a few times if he continues to do that. I think Alabama's got the best receiving core in the in the nation, really. Um, and they and I think they showed that they had all of them have pretty good stats. I think they're all so good, and you have Tua who's so good. I don't think they will get Heisman because Tua will get it before them. But uh, I think Jerry Judy is amazing. When I will I will say that offense kind of started off slow, but got the job done. But the defense showed up for all four quarters. I know Duke's not a powerhouse offense, especially after losing Daniel Jones, but they did hold Duke to just a tad bit over 200 yards um, total offense. So, like you said, with the freshman linebackers, that's much-needed experience, and they did a great job. With Alabama's schedule, that's going to help them to get some confidence up with those two freshman linebackers. I don't see them getting tested until October 12th when we have to go to the 12th man, Texas A&M. We'll find out how big they are this weekend. Yep. Yeah, we'll discuss that game a little later. One thing that I would like to recap, Jalen Hurts, outstanding performance and all the humility, continue having that humility. And wasn't, I don't know if y'all saw Holly Rowe interview him after the game, but he said, I got to talk to my team because that wasn't good enough. It fires me up to see a kid like that fight, 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 transfer. He wasn't given that job. He fought for that job. He won that job. He won the players. He won all the players over. Just a record-breaking performance. Yeah, I am fighting my desire of, you know, I, I like a Jalen Hurts, but I really don't want Oklahoma to win another Heisman and have another first-round draft pick quarterback. I, I don't know that he will be, but it's just like I'm tired of it happening. Lincoln Riley is a genius, and he just knows how to work his offense with these quarterbacks. It really is fun to watch. And he, he played great. The defense, who did they play? Houston. 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 Yeah. I don't think they're terrible, but they just sliced through them. I mean, they, they couldn't even touch him. He yeah, was running, both, running all over the place, throwing all over the place. Both defenses aren't good. Oklahoma's did get better from last year. They had an awful defense last year. It has improved. They're they're going to – They're sorry about that. <laughs> uh they're going to get tested. Just bring in the telemarketer. Let's talk to uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma's defense, they're going to continue to get tested. It is what it is. They, their defense is go- getting a little better. Yeah, I, I thought Jalen Hurts looked looked outstanding. Three three touchdowns on the ground, three in the air. Led the team in passing and rushing with a total of, I think, 500, yard, 500 yards by himself. And, Matt, I'm sorry, but I think – at this point in time, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be sitting in New York, winning the Heisman, and probably to a second. He, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, he, like I said, Lincoln Riley just has a way with getting his quarterbacks in the right position to be successful, and uh, he did a great job. I, I wanted to the first our first episode. I wanted to say, mark my words, Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman. I wish I did so I could have it recorded. But with that performance, if he continues, absolutely, hands down with his humility, even though they don't consider that much anymore, the character, because there's supposed to be a character aspect of winning the Heisman. But well, he has the character. He absolutely sure. has the character. And with that performance, if he continues, I don't see anyone else voting for another kid first. Yeah, he, I mean, he's in a good spot. Lincoln Riley, like you said, is, is excellent with quarterbacks. 
And I know Houston's not a great defense, but neither is anybody else in the Big 12. So he should have e- an easy he should have an easy path to put up similar numbers as long as they play him the whole game. You know, I wonder if some of these SEC quarterbacks moved to the Big 12 if they would uh, win more Heisman's, you know. So uh, before we leave this topic, I got to throw out my, my Mississippi State Bulldogs. They didn't play great, but they Kylan Hill is uh, is going to be a star. I think he's going to be a top, one of the top running backs in the SEC. Uh, he had o- almost 200 yards rushing. And if we use him like we should, which we didn't yet last year, he's going to be really good. And I was also impressed with Tommy Stevens. Our defense, not impressed. But uh, Tommy Stevens looked pretty good. I don't think he's going to be amazing. But uh, he's going to be a better passer for sure than we have uh, had in, with Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in their defense, too. I think, weren't they top five last year in points allowed? We were number one. Number, number one, one, yeah. Number one in the country. So, it, may, you know, it might be first game jitters. I don't know. But Well, you know, we had some suspensions with the stupid right, yeah. tutor that uh, was taking tests for people. And then we also lost three first-round draft picks on our defense. Uh, so, that always hurts. Didn't you guys have a ban also three years? In a three-year bowl ban? No. No? No. No. I'll cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I will say I, I was encouraged with their offense. Thirty eight points is a big improvement for from what they did last year, and I think that's kind of what what's been holding them back recently. Is, ever since they lost Dak, I guess is is their offense is not there, and especially losing Dan Mullen, it seems like like if you can put up thirty eight points, um, you should be fine, and especially with their defense. I think their defense will be fine. We're going to jump into our biggest winner of the week and the biggest loser of the week. Chris, you want to take it away on that? Uh, can I do two? Is that, is yeah, that fine? Yeah, that's or, fine. You got two I'll, I'll winners. Just go, I'll just go with one real quick and then uh, cir- circle around back to me for um, for a winner And in case you guys don't take I don't want to take your, your winners. But my, I think my big winner is LSU. Their defense, I know they didn't play a big time Georgia school Southern. yeah they played georgia southern so not not a big school but defense looked dominated as we expected but i was more impressed with their offense they aired it out lsu's always had a good defense they've always had issues with their offense just trying to it always seemed like it was quarterback the quarterback for, always held quarterback back. or offense either play calling yeah it seems like all they want to do is just run it up the middle every time and it just wasn't working and Burrow had five touchdowns, 278 yards. That, that's that's kind of what they need if they want to be a contender in the SEC and national championship. I mean, I have them as a dark horse, somebody to be looking out for to sneak in that one of those four spots. But I mean, just their defense alone will win them, you know, probably 80% of their games, I would think, outside of Alabama and, may, well, maybe even Florida. I'm not sure if their defense can win that game, but I would it just it really depends on how Felipe Franks improves as a quarterback over the season. But, yeah, Burroughs, if he's the real deal, then they, they should be a force to be reckoned with. Once again, we're going to find out this weekend. Hey, we'll pick that game later, LSU versus Texas, but uh, that's going to be a big challenge for them. Yeah, I think uh, I think a little later also playing Auburn, I think that's going to – even though it is in Death Valley, I still see that being a big test for both teams. Your biggest winner, Matt? I got, um, I have a couple, but I'm going to pick Mac Brown. That was, that was in mine. In my, in my U, UNC uh, pick versus South Carolina, y'all made fun of me, but I told you, Mac Brown's a good coach, and I think it's awesome that he can come back to a 2-10 and 10 team, beat a, a decent South Carolina team. And, you know, we talked about how neither one of us like Will Muschamp very much, and I just, at North Carolina, they got nothing to lose almost, and it's pretty cool that they can uh, – Pull that upset win off. That was a pretty big upset. Yeah, that was. I mean, Mac Brown took a two and nine team, a poorly, poorly losing season team, and beat an SEC. I mean, South Carolina's not that bottom tier South Carolina team. I mean, not right now. I mean, they're kind of middle pack SEC team, but still beating an SEC team. It's a big deal. Yeah, I was pretty excited to win that pick, especially when I lost the BYU Utah pick. <laughs> yeah. I- He's a good coach, and I expected him to improve North Carolina, absolutely, but I did not expect it week one. No. And against South Carolina, SEC defense, Will Muschamp, I thought for sure that 
that they would South Carolina would just win that game pretty easily, but you just never know. That's what I said. I said UNC's got a lot of athletes, and just because they went two and ten, it's kind of like Louisville. They have athletes. They just uh, were downhill with a terrible coach with a terrible season. So, uh, well, my biggest winner was Mac, Mac Brown. Uh, but I will change it. What? Oh, <laughs> I thought you looked at me like you had something else. Uh, I'll change it. Bo Nix. That's a that's a big stage, new neutral field. I know a lot of Pac-12 people are really mad because. They say the SEC teams won't travel to the West and play home and home, blah, blah, blah. It was a neutral site field. There was a lot of Oregon fans there that you have a first-round draft pick, quarterback, and Auburn got it done. Bo Nix being a freshman, I give big biggest winner to him. Yeah, that was that was one of the, one of the teams I had on my list is Auburn. I mean – I I, just, I said last week, I said, I just have a feeling this is one of those games that Auburn is going to pull off. And I felt that way, except for maybe the first couple of minutes when they were slicing through them. After that, I was like, and they started slowing them down a little bit, I was like, Auburn's going to come back and win. They just It's just one of those teams that I feel like they're going to win somehow. I don't know how, but they will. Yeah, he didn't play a great game, but he did what it t- took to win, and that's that's a big win for Auburn and him, especially being his first game as a college quarterback. You want to go with your second biggest winner of the week? I was going to go with, I thought about transfer quarterbacks as big winners. Justin Fields looked good for Ohio State. That's a big get for Ohio State. And uh, Jalen Hurts obviously looked great for Oklahoma. That I think Oklahoma is going to be struggling if they didn't get somebody like Jalen Hurts in What there. about Missouri, though? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't say all transfer quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, that... Did you, did you have another one, Chris? Because I have another one if you don't. Um, how about the SEC just as a whole? I, th- I think – I was fa- I was meaning transfer quarterback, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh uh, no, go ahead. Well, I, I thought you were going to mention – I just because I had, had this on my list as well, uh, Jacob Eason. Yeah. Jacob Eason started for Washington, and I think he had 350-yard passing and four touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, he, he was also another transfer quarterback that had a great game, and, and I think he's going to have a great year. Also from Georgia. So they have two out there that are really throwing the rock around. Did you have another one, Matt? Nope. Y'all got them all. All right. Now the biggest loser of the week. Who was it, Matt? I'm going to – this one – there's probably some other losers out there, and I'll let y'all take them. But I'm going to go with Florida State and Willie Taggart because they <laughs> – you know they played pretty well the first half. Uh, I think they were up thirty-one to thirteen, and they had sixty-eight yards total in the second half versus three hundred fifty-eight in the first half, and they allowed six hundred twenty-one yards. They can't pick up a fumble, and they ended up losing to Boise State at home after they had the worst season they've had in forever. Come on, man! You, you gotta you gotta hold that lead. I mean, I know it's Boise State; they're decent. You got a freshman quarterback coming to Tallahassee. I don't have high hopes for Willie Taggart at all, and this just uh, made it worse. Again, I don't understand how he got the job at FSU. Everybody says recruiting, and uh, I haven't followed it closely, but whatever. Chris, your biggest yeah. loser. Biggest loser. There's so many options. Yeah, there are. Well, I'll go. I'll just go ahead and take it. It's it's Tennessee. That was just a horrible, horrible display of football. It's Georgia State, and they lose by eight points and and honestly they tacked on some points late in that game or it would have been even worse but that's just you're you're an SEC team and you're playing Georgia State I think Georgia State had like the worst offense in all of college football last year if not they were near the bottom for sure and it's you have SEC talent SEC offensive line defensive line I think they only handed the ball off less I think less than 15 times that's all you have to do against the was Georgia State are they in the Sun Belt? Is that right? I have no idea. I think they're in the Sun Belt, but that is your front is better than their front, and that's all you have to do is just run the ball right at them and and see who the bigger man is. And apparently, Georgia State was. Did you did you see that the Vol Navy uh, ship sunk before the game? It was on fire. Uh huh. Yeah. So is that Tennessee's program apparently? Yeah. Too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have a lot of friends from uh, Tennessee when I lived in Memphis. <laughs> a lot of them are like, it's like, you know, Christmas morning and you've been waiting for this day for a whole year and you're so excited and, and then you come downstairs and your parents tell you that Santa is not real. 
and it was just just a, just a, a terrible terrible for them I, I feel bad for them a little bit after they what they've been through for so many years but you know i don't surely pruitt can turn around and do a little bit better but that was just embarrassing san israel <laughs> you are you uh, crushing oh. are you crushing little no kids just dreams? your parents you know fucking yeah <laughs> what you, i don't i don't know what you're getting at uh i don't know either <laughs> Okay, Chris, you took my biggest loser. Tennessee was my biggest loser, but I do have an alternate Louisville cheerleader who got hit in the face by Ian's pass. Yeah, I saw he, that. He threw it away, hit her, hit her dead in the face, and broke her nose. That's uh, that's rough. And apparently, her broken nose has been trending on Twitter. <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> How would you love to be trending for a broken nose? Oh man, poor Ian girl. Book. Got to kind of keep your head on a swivel. I think we got to call out the bottom half of the SEC because it, it. I mean, you know, we talked about South Carolina already. That was pretty embarrassing just to lose to North Carolina, but we didn't even mention Missouri losing to Wyoming at Wyoming, and then uh, then you got Memphis uh, beating Ole Miss. Uh, I think I think Ole Miss had like 100 yards of offense or something crazy like that. So pretty embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> we won, but we only won by ten points against UL Lafayette. So a lot, a lot of uh, rough looking teams in week one. Yeah. Uh, also, Arkansas uh, squeaked by Portland State, twenty to thirteen. Yeah, I, it, it's like as bad as the bottom half of SEC is. That's how great the top half is. Yeah, the top half. The uh, AP poll I think came out today, or yesterday, either yesterday or today, and uh, the SEC has six of. Six of the top twelve. I was about teams. to say there's got to be a, state, and uh, and four of them are in the SEC West. So, well, I think Kentucky was also losing to Toledo there for a while. So. Toledo's quarterback got hurt, and that's when it kind of changed. Well, just uh, pretty pitiful performance. Hopefully, we uh, see a lot of progression over the year. Yeah, and real qu- real quick, the um also I've got the Pac-12 as big losers because Oregon is if not their best team, their second best team, and losing to Auburn, which most people would consider Auburn the fifth or sixth best team in the SEC and them losing in the long run, unless Auburn runs the table or has a really good season that it's going to be hard for a Pac-12 team to get into the, the, they're out, the, you know, the college football playoffs. And, and I, we'll also we'll talk about this a little bit later, but Texas A&M has a chance to take out the ACC's best and LSU has a chance to take out um, the big 12's best. So the SEC could just really, just crush the the other conferences, only opening the door for them to have more than one team in the in the playoffs. That's, that's yeah. a really good point. I hadn't thought about that about all those games that we're going to play cross cross uh, conference. And those games. aren't even the top top two teams. LSU, I guess, would be the third third best team in the SEC if you had to guess. So that's they they have a chance to destroy the other other conferences without even using Alabama or Georgia, their best two teams. SEC crushing people's dreams. There is a lot of ifs out there. I will I will throw that out there. All right, Matt. We have a triple option wager. The loser of our triple option wager. Who who was that? Do you want me to just want to talk about it? Or you just want to give it? Yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about it. We don't, um, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but. I mean, I thought it was pretty close with the picks, right? I mean, we all had we all I had honestly one have loss. No idea. I I, I was kind of doing it in my head because I didn't write it down or anything. I didn't go back and listen and jot it down, but I'm pretty sure we all had at least a loss, right? I, I know. I, I think I'm pretty sure I had two. I, I lost the Florida, Florida State game and the UNC game that I called UNC, that y'all made yeah. fun of me with. Oh yeah, so two. So we had two losses. Yep, and I had two losses as well because I picked BYU over Utah. What was your second loss? BYU. What was your first loss? FSU. Everybody picked up. Everybody oh, we all, all the same picks. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's I right. picked two different ones, and I was right on one and wrong on the other one. Okay, so yeah. So, so it we comes all... down to the Auburn score. Right, right. Okay. So y'all ready for this? Let's hear it. The, the actual Auburn score, what was it, 27 to 21, I believe? I don't know. Somebody can look it up I'm, real quick. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 27-21. Randy picked 28-20. Wow, I was that close, really? You were that close? Tw- tw- yeah, Oregon was 21, Auburn was 27, was the final score. I picked 27-24, and Chris picked 30-27. So, Chris, you are the loser. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
right. it was so close. We were all like right on with those picks, really. I, I At wasn't least the scores. I wasn't expecting that. I, I honestly, I was thinking it was you, Matt, that <laughs> yeah. lost the entire time. So <laughs> Chris is so disappointed. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I had I, I knew that I didn't have Brantley on the. I know we had the same picks, and I knew I didn't have him on the score, but I wasn't sure about Matt. I, I couldn't remember his picks, and I remember they were off the wall, but. Then again, there were some off-the-wall wins, you yep. know, North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, it was really close, really close. All right, so here, here's what I have. I have some some Jack's bar- Buffalo Sauce, which you love this stuff anyways. Jack's is a sponsor, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have some Waffle House syrup. There's another There's another check coming what? in. You haven't uh, scratched that. I don't do syrup. You don't do syrup? Well, He's just, not Elf. And uh, we got some Warheads, but you can't just have one. You got to do like four of them at one time. Oh, that's rough. So it's a triple option. Uh, we'll kind of we'll, nice. we'll like, we'll like that. that in there. You like that? Was, that? that was good. So we'll try and we'll kind of play with it this time since it's a first loss. Which which one are you going with? You already said the salt, the syrup is out. How much of the buffalo sauce? You got to down it, baby. No, I, down I, I can't down the whole thing. thing. I, the studio will be destroyed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can. I mean, you Chris will be done for the whole rest of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, if you want me to carry this podcast, you probably shouldn't do that one. I think I feel like three warheads is, is a good amount. Uh, four, four is you want to do you want to just I'm gonna have to do the warheads for sure. I I think I'll actually have a warhead as well. Just, I could, but just one. I could do the buffalo sauce, but I I don't feel confident with me doing the buffalo sauce and then trying to complete this podcast. <laughs> All right, so uh, ingredients of uh, an ingredients of three is that a gr- three? <laughs> I'm struggling with talking. <laughs> All right, here's your three. I don't get to pick my flavors. I think they're all just one flavor. Do you want to try one? Yeah, sure. Matt? Oh, no, they are different flavors. Hold on. Uh, we've got... Oh, oh man. We've got uh, cherry lime. I pref- I think I prefer to do them all three of the same flavor. Lemon berry. Not mixing flavors here. Um, Mango melon. There's an orange one here. Strawberry, strawberry grape. Why does it look what color do you want? What which ones do you have? Just give me the uh, the third green one. Is that it? Cherry lime. Yeah, I don't. I don't I all right, no so you've got to take them all at once. I'm gonna try this orange pineapple. These are some really weird warheads. Where did you get these? I just got them at a gas station. <laughs> I was I was. Uh, we were at Dollar General the other night. Another check that's gonna come in. Uh, but I didn't find them, so I had to go to a gas station. This one is lemon berry. I do not want that. So these these are tough to um oh, open. Wow. So ha- do I need oh, to? Oh wow! <laughs> this is uh generally not used in podcasts. <laughs> oh man, three at a time. I thought I thought five at a time was going to be um pretty good, and then we went down to four. Now we're doing three, so that's that's all right. These are sticking to the paper. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get them prepared where I can just pop them all three in at the oh, same okay. time, but it might have to be might have to um. This is really good radio, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> so what's the next topic? After after this, we'll do our top games of the week predictions. Ooh. Yeah, three is going to be tough. Man, I remember when I was young and I could do these things and I loved them. Yeah. I don't love them as much anymore. All right, so this is going to be three cherry lime warheads. At once. Here it is. Man, Chris taking it like a man. I mean, that was nothing. We should have threw four in there. Are, are you supposed to bite into them? No, I think they're hard candy. Well, that wasn't as great as I thought it was going <laughs> to be. We should have them do the buffalo sauce and the warheads. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the worst hasn't come because as soon as the liquid inside come releases, then it's going to really hit. I don't know. It's usually that first, like, you know, first, like, 10, 30 seconds that you get that sour stuff. When you get that gone, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. You're good. You're good now. I don't I don't see a face or anything. All right, top games of the week predictions. We've got five games that we've set aside. We think that are some of the top top games. Uh, first game, Syracuse versus Maryland. Who wants to take it? I'll go. I actually did the most research on this one because I know nothing about Syracuse or Maryland. I'm, I'm going to pick Maryland is going to win this game. I think uh, Syracuse is the ranked team. Are oh, yeah. you keeping up with this? Because this is, this is going to be another wager. 
Oh uh, yeah, I gotta keep. Uh, I'll I'll take care of it. So, okay. A- anyways, you know, you got Mike Loxley is uh, Maryland's coach. You know, they beat Horton, whoever in the world that is, seventy nine to nothing. And uh, Howard, whatever. I think it's Howard. <laughs> Horton, you know, Horton wears a who, whatever that is. And then, and the big thing for me, Syracuse had a really good year last year, but uh, they beat twenty twenty four nothing Liberty, and uh, they beat them twenty four nothing. The quarterbacks is really what got me. Uh, Josh Jackson transferred from Virginia Tech, and uh, he was a starter for them as a freshman. Then he got hurt and transferred. He he was good for Virginia Tech when he was there for a freshman. So yes, he was. And, and this Devito kid, he has never played uh, really anything, and uh, he did not look good last week against Liberty. I think he had two picks for 176 yards against Liberty. So uh, I, I think Maryland comes in and uh, and beats them. Yeah, I'll uh, while Chris is finishing up his his candy over there. Uh, I'll be I'll be short and sweet. Yeah, Josh Jackson's gonna be the biggest deal. He's coming in from Virginia Tech. Great quarterback, Mike Loxley, Alabama guy. There's nothing else to say. I think it's gonna be a little closer than than expected. Uh, but I think Maryland pulls it out. I've got a 31-24 win, Maryland. Yeah. I've- so Maryland, last week Maryland beat. I'm pretty sure it was Howard, 79 to nothing. That's a lot of points against anybody. Mike Loxley has this offense going in the right directions. So I, I really like Maryland. I've got them to beat Syracuse, 31 to 30. Syracuse beat Liberty last week by 24, 24 to nothing. And Liberty's coach Hugh Freeze was coaching from his be- his hospital bed. <laughs> that was crazy. I didn't. I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a joke. I have not seen anything that funny in football since uh, <laughs> since Petrino did the press conference with his uh, neck brace on. <laughs> did Did y'all see? I know it's wrong, but did y'all see? Uh, you know how Iowa will turn around and flash their phones and wave to the children's hospital behind them, and then it cuts and it's it's Hugh Freeze in the window <laughs> waving. <laughs> wow. Well, at the end of the game, instead of them doing, you know, the coach's handshake, the Syracuse's coach looks at the press box and gives them a thumbs up, and he thumbs up <laughs> them back. <laughs> that should have been our biggest loser. <laughs> I'll give it to Hugh Freeze, though. He wants another job, and he he is showing showing dedication to the program that he that he's in, he's in it to improve and one day get back to a better program. Next game, Miami versus UNC. I don't have many notes on this. I'm just going to go straight straight out of it. I think uh, that was a good performance by UNC beating South Carolina. Do you have something? I was just going to ask. Y- y- y'all pick both pick Maryland? Is that what it was about? You picked Maryland? I had Maryland 31-30. to 30. UNC had a great game against South Carolina. I think Miami and the freshman quarterback, I think they're going to get their stuff together. They have a good defense. I think they have a much better defense in South Carolina. I think Miami wins this one if y'all want to do scores. I have 27-21. I think it's going to be another close game, but I have Miami winning that one. Yeah, I think we just keep scores on the last game, whatever that is. I still write them down just to know where my head, you know, you guys know where my head is, whether it's a blowout, close game, high scoring, low scoring. But I've got Miami 31 over UNC. Miami lost, had a tough loss last week, and UNC is off a big win, and to me that's the – Perfect recipe. You take a take a good team that's coming off a loss, and you take a a bad team that is coming off a a big win. They're, they're still high off that win, and they they just won't show up. It Miami blows them away easy. You didn't say your second score. You said Miami thirty one. What? UNC seventeen. That's uh that's about what I got. I, I said the same thing. I mean. UNC is high off that South Carolina win, and and I don't think they're going to have that great of a year. They just just uh, just a big time upset there, and uh, Miami is going to be raring to go. Twenty four thirteen, Miami. That turnover chain is going to be out. Yeah, yes, and the touchdown rings apparently. All right, BYU versus Tennessee. Chris, you want to lead this one? All right, so BYU lost to Utah last week. Just didn't really have much of an offense, which is probably good because. Tennessee's going to need all the help they can get on this. It, Tennessee needs to clean up some turnovers and embarrassing loss to Georgia State. I actually think Tennessee bounces back and, and wins against BYU. Yeah, I'll just go ahead. I have the same. Uh, I think I think Tennessee gets their act together a little bit. Uh, BYU, poor performance against Utah, even though Utah is a very, very good team. Still a very poor performance by BYU. I've got Tennessee 32, BYU 13. 
So Tennessee wins. So we're gonna have to pick some different teams here, guys. <laughs> I got Tennessee as well. That's um, why that that's why we have a tiebreaker. I I guess so. Um, I really thought these were some really tough, some pretty tough games, and I'm really surprised that we're all the same right now. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tennessee also. I, it, it will be a close game. Um, I think BYU is is decent. They might keep it close, but uh, it's at Tennessee. I think Tennessee uh, gets this one. Next game I thought would be the game of the week, but you guys changed my mind. Texas A&M versus Clemson. Now it is played at Clemson this time. They don't have the twelfth man. Matt, you wanna you wanna take this one? Sure. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's pretty easy. I like A and M, but they're playing Clemson. Clemson is a seventeen point favorite, which is <laughs> unbelievable to me. That's, that's unreal, just, to be honest. I I think. I mean, this so, is a decent SEC team they're playing. Seventeen points. That's that's the lowest spread that you will see for the rest of the season. I, I'm. Yeah, I can guarantee yeah. it until until the um the playoffs, and then even in the first round, they might still be a big favorite, just depending on who they match up against. It just shows you how much confidence Vegas has in Clemson, and and I somewhat agree. I don't know if I agree. Seventeen points. I, I got Clemson thirty-eight twenty-four. I'm pretty much right in lines with you. I've got Clemson forty-one, Texas A and A and M twenty-four. I think this game is probably pretty close, maybe going into um midway through the third quarter, and then I think Clemson just kind of. ETN is just going to run away with it, and 200, 200 yards is what he had last week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does the same thing against Texas A&M this week. Yeah, I mean, last year, you know, last year it turned out to be a really good game, uh, but that was at Texas A&M, and kind of I feel like they caught Clemson off guard. I think they'll be ready this year. Here's the deal. Trevor Lawrence, poor, poor performance against a mediocre Georgia State defense. Texas A&M is hungry. They are mad. They should have won that game last year. I think they should have won that game last year. Clemson lost a lot of people on defense. Please do it. They do not have the defense that they had last year. Texas A&M is looking for redemption. I've got Texas A&M 32, Clemson 28. Hot take. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. That is a hot take. 17-point hot take. That's right. I, I, that's that's why I said seventeen and a half points. That is that's out there. I, I Texas A and M is good. They they are a good team, and they almost won last year. And they're hungry this year. I would love to see a good game. I, I hope it. I hope it's a good game. I would love to see them beat Clemson. To be honest, uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, even if Lawrence doesn't play up to what he did last year, you, you got ATN who is so good, and their offensive line is, is just going to push them around some. Uh, I don't see it happening. You already made your you already made your pick. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Texas A or the SEC has a chance to destroy the dreams of the other conferences, and if Texas A and M can somehow pull this off, that I'm not sure a one loss Clemson gets in the college football playoffs unless there's other teams that start losing as well. I mean, I, I, Alabama, Georgia, if one goes undefeated and the other one, their only loss is against the other one. Th- those two are in, and pretty much knocked out the Pac-12. Auburn knocked out, will, would have, will have knocked out the Pac-12 in Oregon, but I, I just I still don't think Texas A&M is quite there. They're, they're close, but not, not there yet. I'm sticking to my pick. All right, game of the week, LSU versus Texas. Who wants to lead it off? I'll take it. The, the biggest thing for me, and I like both of these teams, I picked uh, Texas to win the Big 12. The biggest thing for me looking at the stats, you know, they, they both kind of play nobodies, La Tech and then Georgia Southern. But you look at the yards given up. Texas gave up 413 yards to La Tech. And LSU gave up 98 to a triple option attack. I think they had 76 yards rushing. That's pretty crazy. And uh, and that's that's what's going to win the game for them. Is we talked about their defense being really good. I, I got LSU 27, Texas 17. That's a pretty close score to what I have. Uh, I think it's all about... LSU and their defense, their offense is firing on all cylinders. They have a very sound team. It's not one-sided like it usually is. Their defense just holding them, keeping them held in there and and, and trying to get the offense started. LSU is a good, good team. I have LSU winning this one, 28, Texas 14. Man, it's gonna be close again this this week. So I'm glad you picked A and M. So how do we do the the tiebreaker? Is it total points or is it points off the the teams? 
I think it's got to be points off the teams. When I thought about total points, you could be way off and, and just get lucky with the total points. So I think it's got to be points off the score. And that's kind of what I went with last time. Fortunately, yours was a little more off than both of ours, so it was easy. But Okay. I, I think y'all pretty much hit hit all the all the highlights um lsu i've got lsu 28 and texas 23 i I can see lsu scoring a little bit more than that and and maybe texas not scoring that much i i almost want to want to change my score but that's what i've got written down i don't want to you know fabricate this contest but i I could easily see texas or lsu scoring you know in the 30s and texas kind of in the the, you know the 17-ish area it is at Texas, so you know I, I could still see Texas making it close, but you know in the end LSU's defense is is too good. And, and on, I don't, honestly, after this past week, their their offense might be better than Texas as well. It was Georgia Southern, so who knows? All right, guys, we're going to do our Super Bowl predictions. Now, this is a little out of my comfort zone. I haven't really kept up with the NFL much since I stopped doing fantasy football for a couple of years. How do you guys want to do this? Do you want to just go with NFC, North, South, West, East, go from there like that? How do y'all want to run it? Yeah, I think you guys can just go through just go through all your AFC teams and then – um then the NFC teams, and then we'll do the championship game and then the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll get started. I didn't really do the uh, the winners, but I have it kind of in my head. So, you know, Patriots are going to win out the AFC East. Uh, in the West, you, you got the Chiefs. In the North, this is probably one of the tougher ones. I, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers pull it out this year. Well, man, that's tough. That's a really tough division right there because all those teams have a chance. You can see all of them uh, pulling it out. Um, and then for the AFC South, I'm going to go with the Texans again. Uh, I think they'll be pretty good this year. That's exactly what I have. AFC North, Steelers, AFC South, Texans, AFC West, Chiefs, and the AFC East, the Patriots. So Boring. <laughs> I actually have the same exact thing uh, in in the East. The Patriots, um, there's just nobody there that can contend for right. the Patriots. That, that's an easy one. The North, um, little, that, little that AFC East is terrible. I mean, they're just just bad, just bad. Yeah, I just don't see anything going on in the East. Uh, up in the Patriots in the North, a little bit closer. Um, I think it's the Steelers, but don't don't count the Browns or the Ravens out in the South. Uh, Texans. I, I, they have the best – that's a, a weak division, but Texans have the best quarterback in that division will, with I'll, luck that going you know going down. I will retiring. say I saw quite a few people having the Cleveland Browns winning out. They, they just so. have a bad defense. Everybody's excited about their offense, which they will have a good offense, but their defense is, was near the, the bottom of the NFL last year, and, and I'm not sure they've improved too much on it, but we'll see. I, I think I laid towards the Ravens over the Browns. But, but you know, I can also see the Bengals – possibly having a good year but you know another team not a that, chance that i think will at least have a better year i don't have a great year the jaguars uh they got they got nick Foles. um i think they'll be you know they had a good year two years ago and then they were pretty terrible last year but i, yep. I think they'll have a better year this year just not as good as the texans and then i, I guess in the west i've like like both of you guys i've got the chiefs raiders aren't going to make any noise the broncos aren't going to make any noise and the chargers um i guess it really just depends on if they can get melvin gordon and and uh, on the field, if it, because he's, I think he's a big, big part in their offense, and and that'll not be not likely. Yeah, probably not. All right, NFC. Uh, the East is, I would also say, somewhat a tough one between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I went with the Cowboys. Got to go with my homeboy Dak. I, I think they'll do well though. Uh, uh, it, it'll be probably pretty close between both of them, but uh, I, I think the Cowboys can pull it out. They got good defense, and then um, I think as long as they sign Elliott which I hope happened today because he's on my fantasy team. Oh, let me hold you right right there. I saw something where he, he was trying to get a $90 million contract over four years, I think it was. It, or, I think that's or, right. No, maybe it's six years. Sorry, six years. It was going to equal out to $15 million a year, which that's I, I would assume that would probably put him – I don't know, have the, the numbers in front of me, but I would imagine that puts him 
number one running back. You you don't know what to expect. I, a couple of days ago, I heard that they weren't even close, and then I saw something today saying that that that's um, that they were trying to work something out on that. And so so who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's really some talks today about it, it being uh, pretty close. So they're they're trying to get it done today so that, that he can be ready for Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's ninety million over six years. I just looked it up. So okay, I guess I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, sorry about sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, NFC West. Uh, I mean, this has got to be between the Rams and the Seahawks. I, I think the Rams take a step back this year. I, I don't know why. I just I just feel like they will. I don't think it's enough for the Seahawks to overtake them. Uh, I do think the Seahawks will be pretty good, and they'll probably make a wild card. But I, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Be boring. Uh, I'm gonna take a step out and say the Packers do a lot better this year. I, I probably shouldn't, and they probably won't do as well. But I want to go with the Packers and the NFC North. Uh, be a little different there, and then. Uh, for the NFC South, I got the Saints. Mine looks just about the same as yours. I have the NFC North. Uh, I, I picked the Packers, NFC South, the Saints. But in the West, I actually have uh, the Rams. I know you said they might take a step back, possibly. I, I picked them. No, you did pick them? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, um, and I have the Cowboys, so yes, it's exactly the same then. I thought you picked the Seahawks. <laughs> this is great radio, guys. Woo! That's all right. I'm, I'm a little different. Um, I, so I've got, in the East... I've got the Eagles. I I think they have the most weapons in that division. Absolutely. And it, Ezekiel Elliott, he is we don't know. We don't know what to expect. He he could be there week 1 or if if he starts missing weeks, it, that's just even longer that it takes him to get into football shape and and getting, you know, you, uh, I, well, I I guess he probably already knows the playbook, but but it's going to take him a while to get into the swing of things. So I've got I've got the uh the, the Eagles. I just think they have the most the most talent in that division in the north i've got the bears best best defense in that division and i and i and they have the um their their wide receivers are healthy so i i think that they take a step up and the packers are going to take a step back in my opinion and the vikings as well in the south i've got the saints easiest that's the easiest pick they there's no competition in that division uh, falcons good team but i just don't think they have what it takes and in the West, I have the Rams, just like the two of you. I, wait, wait, who did you pick in the North? The Bears? Is that who you picked? The North, I've got the Bears, yeah. I can see that. I mean, that's who won it last year. The, the Packers really weren't that good last year. I think they were 6-9 and nine or something like I that. I mean, I don't think they're any better this year either. You just never know with Aaron Rodgers. I, I feel like they always got a chance with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they can turn something around. Didn't they? They got a new coach, too, didn't they? I think they got a new coach this year. So that's always kind of a you get a new coach may change things. But I will say uh, the Cowboys probably um, get a wild card berth, so they will be in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really write these down, but just kind of looking, maybe the Seahawks are, are the other wild card team, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that, too. Uh, and I didn't pick the Bears, but they could be a, a wild card as well. Or, or maybe, yeah, honestly, the Panthers. The Panthers could be there, too. All right, Chris, who you got Who you got for your uh, in the uh, championships? So in the AFC Championship, I've got the Chiefs beating the Patriots. And in the NFC Championship, I've got the Eagles beating the Rams. So the, I, I feel really strongly about this Eagles team. If quarterback can stay healthy, they, they just signed LaShawn or No, that was the Chiefs. They signed LaShawn McCoy. But the Eagles have just a ton of talent, good receivers, good running backs. Yeah. Jo- they, they picked up Jordan Howard because uh, yeah. I picked him up on my mm-hmm. fantasy team. and. Uh, you know they they always do running back by, by committee, but they got a couple other good running backs as well. And they they also probably have the best defensive line in in the, the football. Fletcher Cox, yeah, that's my boy. Do I, you want me to go ahead and pick the Super Bowl or no? Wait, just hold off. Okay. Just hold off. My pick is all about this contract with Ezekiel Elliott. If it doesn't happen, my pick is bogus. So it's it, gonna happen. It's just a matter if it happens week one or week. Three. In the in the AFC, mine's exactly like Chris. Chiefs beating the Patriots, but NFC again, all depends on Ezekiel and and the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys versus the Saints. If Ezekiel gets it done, Cowboys Cowboys win. Well, that is exactly my picks again. Yeah, the Patriots versus the Chiefs and the Saints versus the Cowboys. So, I I hate to count Tom Brady out, but without Gronk this year, I think. The only reason why I have them picked in the championship game is just because of the other teams that are going to be in the playoffs are just horrible. The Texans average. The Steelers are, are getting older. Lost Antonio Brown. 
and then you have the Chiefs, obviously. So unless unless the Chiefs and the Patriots end up meeting each other before the championship game, I I, I think they both just cakewalk into it. Yeah, I, I tend to think that the Chiefs are, are going to do well, but it's hard to see them doing as well as they did last year. They did so good. But, yeah, with the AFC being so weak, I don't think the Chiefs or the Patriots have to yeah, I I totally agree. So That's well. why I got them there. Just yeah, that, just just the teams in the in the uh, the conference it will make it easier for them. All right, so for my Super Bowl, I'm gonna go with it: Patriots and the Saints. I got I got the Patriots beating the Chiefs again <laughs> in the AFC Championship, and then I think the Saints beat the Cowboys, and then they end up beating the Patriots. I uh, I think they they finally have a good defense uh, like they kind of had last year. And uh, and Drew Brees was rolling with Michael Thomas, and now they got they don't have Mark Ingram anymore, but they got Alvin Kamara, and he is he is fantastic. So he's good. Uh, uh, that's what I'm gonna go with: pa- Saints over the Patriots. I'm tired of Tom Brady. I don't want to win another one. <laughs> he's got enough. Well, I already have the Chiefs and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl at this point. If if the Cowboys get there, I don't see them beating the Chiefs. Oh. I, see the, I see the Chiefs winning. I thought you were going to say, I, I've gone this far. i got to go all the way with the Cowboys. Unfortunately, not. Chiefs. I've, I've got the Chiefs beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I, I just think the Chiefs have the best offense. I think what I was going to say earlier is they signed uh, LaShawn McCoy, and they just keep on adding talent. Just so much talent around a young quarterback that, that has, has so much athleticism. And I mean, I, I don't see how they don't make it to the Super Bowl. You know, I kind of they they do have a lot of talent, and, and I'm a little irritated with them signing Lashawn McCoy because I have Damian Williams, <laughs> so he's going to take away some carries. But Andy Reid, he just can't seem. I mean, he does so well, but he just can't seem to win that Super Bowl. And I, I don't know that's going to happen this year. So I got the Patriots beating them out and making it beating the Saints. I mean, losing to the Saints, but. All right, what is you doing? I always say this favorite segment of mine. I I don't know why. I just I just enjoy it. LeBron James, what is you doing, LeBron James? Trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. Not only do I have to see on my Twitter feed every single Tuesday you yelling Taco Tuesday, it irks me so bad. Is this an off your chest at the same time? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> You're a LeBron James hater, aren't you? Confirmed. <laughs> I I looked up LeBron some articles James, on this. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had I had to. I just don't get this trademarking stuff. You know, I I, I don't understand. Is it, it a is it a Ohio thing? I have LeBron's no idea. LeBron's from Ohio, so. I have no idea. It it doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm thinking of trademarking as you trademark it so nobody else can use it without, you know, you taking care of it. But it, I think I read that like 29 other people had already tried to trademark this, and uh, I don't know if I, I don't even know how that works. It it doesn't make sense. But are they LeBron James? That's a good point. I think his company. It was his company, LeBron James Tread Trademarking Inc. And they were trying to trademark something. I don't know. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it, I think it's all about the money. If he can, if he can somehow get Taco Tuesday as a trademark, he can print it on shirts, hats, merchandise, all kinds of merchandise, and and people will buy it. LeBron James fans will buy it. You know, I, I think younger you know, the younger crowd in high school and college hipsters. What they, about they think, all the uh, Hispanics that he's offending? Would they buy it? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Are they LeBron James fans? Hey, they like Taco Tuesday too. Uh, so wait, my question is, can he not have Taco Tuesday on a t-shirt right now? Is that like legal? I mean, how does that work? Well, I think you can. I just, no, but I don't, I'm not sure who has the, the trademark. I think it's more If of someone a, has the rights, then they could, yeah. they could sue him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's taking away somebody else's rights to use Taco Tuesday if he wins this? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, he's ruining it for everybody else and taking it all for yeah, him. Yeah, it's Ta- all about him. Taco Tuesday's been going on for, what, five plus years, and then LeBron James overhears it and he's beating it like a dead horse already every Tuesday. It's it's if it's not ESPN, it's Barstool Sports. If it's not Barstool Sports, it's it's someone retweeting his ridiculous 
Taco Tuesday rant. Yeah, and, and this isn't his first trademark situation. He, him, and um, in the University of Alabama, got in a situation when Alabama did a little short series called Shop Talk. They were in in a barber shop, and he tried to sue the University of Alabama that they were using his um, barber shop idea and. But but that immediately uh, got shot down real quick when when they realized that he didn't have a chance to to win that that it was just dumb. Why does he even care? He has so much money because he's not Michael Jordan, it's and his and his shoes don't sell as well as because his. he has to do whatever he can to stay relevant in the news. He's getting older as a basketball player, and he isn't. He's not the best. Uh, he you know he's starting to kind of lose that star power in the NBA. Other people, Durant and others, are are coming up, and they're in Steph Curry. They're more talked about than LeBron James, so he has to do something. Especially in the off season, he has to do something to stick himself out there. He's got to run on the court when his son's playing basketball. He he's got a trademark Taco Tuesday. He's got to do something to to keep him in the news. Space Jam Two. He's he's it's it's just something one it's one thing after another to keep him. In the spotlight. Well, yeah, and it doesn't help that Kawhi's over at Los Angeles now. Yeah, he might not even be the best player in L.A. Nope. I take. (laughs) (laughs) The Clippers. Is it the Clippers? Yeah, Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's at the Clippers now. I can keep up with all those trades nowadays. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll get shot down just like uh, all his other trademark issues, and that'll be that. He'll be out of the news again for a little while until he does something different. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll. I don't feel like did did he used to be like this? I mean, uh, maybe I just didn't pay close attention to these little stupid things. Well, no, because you know, five to ten years ago, he was the center of attention because of his play on the court, and except um, for claiming that he's the king. Uh, other than well, that, I mean, but but he did have this thing called the decision that was all about oh. him. In case you don't remember that, <laughs> that um, was rough. That, that kind of started rough. everything, where it was all about him, and he was center of attention. I don't know. I guess I am not as much of a hater as you guys. I guess I could play devil that over here. I feel like somebody that big does what he does and is in the news as much as he is, even if he doesn't want to be, he doesn't ever do many things wrong as far as like getting big trouble or something like that. So I have, I have a little bit of respect for him like that. And I think he's, you know, he's still married to the same girl he's been married to forever. So I'm not a hater. I, I kind of like LeBron. I mean, I will give him the fact that he does stay out of trouble. He's not on drugs. He's not. He's not in the media as a bad role model necessarily. Well, no, no, he's. I mean, he's a role. He's. I. I feel like he is a good role model for kids. I'm just saying, you always see the negativity of an athlete, like the beating a woman or abusing drugs or uh, any anything to that nature. But you don't see that with LeBron as much as he's in the news for being annoying and yeah, arrogant it, and things like it, that but and, and i don't think it got to him as what 18 year old kid that was basically came in as almost the best player in basketball for however long he's been now um anyways i i have a uh, pretty good respect for him for yeah that. that that's very impressive considering he was such a big star at such an early age you see all these young tv actors that get caught up in drugs get caught up in this and that but i that's very impressive i will say that he um being being such a young young star that he has continued that for the most part stay uh, kept his nose clean and and been a been a great role uh, role model but I, I I'm not a LeBron James hater just, there's just some things that he does that I am on purpose he, he does on purpose to draw attention to himself and that that's kind of what what rubs me the wrong way but yeah. as a person as a basketball player he's he's excellent see LeBron if you're listening to this we all love you no no. I mean, I love you. I, I love you as a. You if know, LeBron James listened to this, you love him. Uh, sure. What is you? What is you do? But still, what is you doing? Why? Why? I mean, like you said, you've got enough money. Why? Just let it. Let it go. Stop. Stop beating it like a dead horse. Man, I, re- I was really hoping you were going to put the Hugh Freeze. What is he doing? <laughs> I mean, well, well, go ahead. He. I, well, I mean, we'll just hit this real quick. But I, I just. Coming out of back surgery, had a staph infection. That, I mean, you could. There's a chance he could have died, and yeah, they, he will. He he wills up there in a wheelchair, and they they you know they put him in his uh his hospital bed in the press box. Uh, press box does the pregame speech to his players over Skype. Get, somebody from ESPN sticks a mic in his face and interviews him. 
Uh, that you've got coaches around you that can handle your coach. Can handle you're the coach at Liberty. One game, coach at Liberty. You're playing Syracuse. You don't have a shot. Can't believe it. <laughs> I just gave Chris a thumbs up, <laughs> dude. This is crazy. I mean, just stay home. This is this is not right. I mean, you know, you talk about seeking attention. I think this is another guy that's out there. He's just seeking attention. I probably have a little bit of a bad taste on my mouth. You know, him being at Ole Miss and all, all that jazz. Oh, they're drunk anyways. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. <laughs> just all all the crap he put Ole Miss through. I, I almost feel a little bit bad for Ole Miss. Yeah, this is stupid. Just stay home. Just stay yeah. home. He needs to to get with Nick Saban and get on that rehab path <laughs> that, that Nick Saban puts those coaches through, and and they eventually get great jobs. Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate because he he is a really good coach. I think he's a really he good coach. Yeah. he's just kind of an idiot, um, and uh, he, he acts like he's all all high and mighty, but uh, he's an idiot. Well, that'll do it for episode four. We appreciate you guys taking the time, listen to us, three goofballs. Just kind of hanging out. But we appreciate it, guys. We are the Triple Option Podcast. You can see us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. T-Option Podcast. Have a good week, guys.